0: Hello, 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 and welcome on back to Embracing Your Energy. I am stoked for this episode because, okay, oh my goodness, I have said, I'm not going to say, I'm so excited you're here, or I'm thrilled you're here, so I used the word stoked. I don't know why that came out. I never used that word, and it just felt like I couldn't actually start because I said that. Whew, I need to, like, get a better intro going on with this, but Anyways, let's just cut to the chase. We are here on a Wednesday to do some work of building that business that is on your heart. And we are going to start it off. So I have planned out these podcast episodes for every Wednesday up till the end of the year, till the end of December. And that way you are ready to launch your dream business come January, 2024. And you might be like, Jen, I wanna launch it now do it. Launch it now. But if you want to build that solid foundation where you can actually scale your business and be profitable, tune in every Wednesday. Um, And if you can't make it on Wednesday, just listen to it another day. It's going to drop every Wednesday, 6 a.m. And then on Fridays, you get the behind the energy, which are guest episodes and also Personal insights within my own healing journey, or things I just feel like I need to talk through and process, and I'm gonna let you listen. So, today is the start of it, and With each of these Wednesday episodes, I am going to provide you a Google Doc where you can type in your answers because this is going to be a lot of reflection and time to think. Um, I'm going to not necessarily give you like 10 minutes of thinking time because that would just be 10 minutes of like music on this end. I'm going to give you like a minute or two but you can always pause the episode if you need longer for it. And I'm giving it to you in a Word document. I uh, I was, I just sat here for like 20 minutes making it a super pretty doc in Canva. And then I was like, now they have to print it out. They have to handwrite it. And then you lose the, I was like, no, like we're in a digital world. You guys just need Google Docs, like enough with all those fancy docs. It's still going to look nice because let me tell you, I made sure when during COVID with my students that all of it looked simple and clean and like easy to read. That was one of my specialties is the aesthetics of handouts and worksheets. So it's not like so much on your eyes and you're not overwhelmed. So these are very simplified worksheets that you're going to be able to work through. And you can always find it by going to intuitiveceo.co forward slash The episode number so for this one we are on episode 29 so you would go to intuitiveceo.co forward slash 29 and right there you'll it'll pop up you will enter your first name and your email and it will automatically be sent to you if you sign up for one every wednesday you're going to get this email in your inbox so you don't have to sign up every single time If you are listening back and want an older one, then yes, go ahead and sign up for that one. If you weren't already on the email list, When that episode launched, go ahead and put it in. You'll still get access to it. However, once you sign up, so if you go today and sign up, so again, intuitiveceo.co forward slash 29, you will get today's worksheet. And then next Wednesday, you'll get that worksheet. And then the following Wednesday, you'll get that worksheet. Um, And we're going forward from here. So if you aren't on the list yet, you should get on it. And there's a few other ways you can get on the list. So if in previous episodes, you've downloaded any of the opt-ins or freebies or lead magnets that I have, um, you're already on the list and you will be getting these straight to your inbox. So again, just go to intuitiveceo.co forward slash 29 or click the link in the show notes and you can download the worksheet that goes with this. I recommend on Google Drive to just create a folder. Um, and you can keep every week's right within that folder. Okay, so this one is all about launching your coaching business and building that strong foundation for success because in business, whatever you do that first year is really going to set the stage for what you're doing in year five, in year 10. And a lot of times when we get into business, we're running, 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 trying to get everything done and we forget about long-term. We're so focused on short-term because we're trying to get out of the struggles we're facing, we're trying to quickly make money so we can, what we think will be happy. We are trying to get clients because we just need to start getting the income coming in. And we kind of forget about the back side of business. And it's a lot more fun to talk about the money side and how many clients you are getting this and w- what you're able to pay off or making 10K months and all that is exciting. But in order to successfully get that again and again and again, and not just like a one-time thing, you need to build up from the bottom. We need to make this an amazing business. And if you're like, Jen, I've been in business for a little bit, but you're feeling stagnant, then it's okay to reevaluate and go right back through this entire exercise that we're gonna do. So if you are ready to learn the first five essential steps in actually launching a coaching business successfully, stay tuned. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self worth and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Welcome on back. I am excited. I know I said I wasn't going to say that anymore and I just did and I think I said it in the introduction too, but we're going to move on. But I'm excited with this new concept that we have where these are all building off of each other and I'm excited to hear what your business is going to be about because I get lit up by hearing other people's business ideas because if I could, I would do all the business ideas. I think all of them are valuable, but as you will learn, as you are making a business, you need to niche down or niche down because you don't want to be a jack of all trades because then you're a master of none. I'm sure you've heard that saying before, but it's so true. And so there's a lot of different areas I originally wanted to coach in. But I was able to narrow myself down after several years of experimenting, which I do think has to happen. You need to kind of go through and try it out, see if you like it, um, to find your exact niche. And mine has come down into business coaching and helping you build the business of your dreams while also cultivating a CEO mindset so you are truly living your soul purpose and you're able to intuitively listen to the guidance on your heart and from your higher self. So you are going to figure all that out within this episode. And again, if you already have it, it's always good to refresh and go back through and even get clearer. So don't necessarily think you're going back through it and you already know all the answers and you're just like brushing it off. Go deeper into your answers. Ask yourself why and allow yourself to go even deeper. And then sometimes play devil's advocate and try to argue why what you're doing isn't right and give yourself time to explain to those thoughts why it is right. So allow yourself to go even deeper is basically what I am saying. So I want you right now to think about the driving force behind your decision to become a coach. Why did you decide it? It Right now is becoming more and more talked about being an online coach, but what made you? Did you see a coach and you were like, I want that? Or have you always just like felt the need to almost teach and support others? Do you have a passion for helping others? Maybe you yourself have gone through a personal experience that you want to share how you got through it and how you overcame that battle or that challenge. Maybe you have specialized in a specific skill for instance, maybe you became a personal trainer and you decided you wanted to leave the gym setting and do more of an online coaching. Or maybe you're a nutritionist and you want to specialize in helping people create macro plans. Or maybe you have a background in psychology and you want to go deeper into the mindset behind different things. So what is it that made you decide to become a coach? And if you're like, I don't know the answer, I'm telling you right now you do, because there's no reason you are listening to this podcast or within my world if you never had a slight thought that you want to become a coach. Okay, so take a moment, allow yourself to breathe, breathing in and breathe it all out. And what is the first thought that came to your mind? Why did you want to become a coach? I'll be honest. I'll go first. I originally wanted to become a coach because I needed money and it seemed easy. Like I know it's not easy and I know it doesn't just hand out money, but at the time that was my viewpoint of it. I was like working in the classroom. I needed extra cash and I was like I'll just become a coach. That seems easy enough. You share your life on social media and you you make money. Um obviously a lot more than that, but that's the same with any job. If you ask me why I became a teacher, at the beginning I was like, it was for the kids. Really, it was cuz I didn't know what else I wanted to do and I needed a paycheck. Like <laughs> a lot of times the reason you start something is because of the money, and that's okay. But I want you To accept that as your answer. And your why can change as you go deeper into your journey because you can't have this big philosophical why if you don't even know anything about what you're about to embark on on the journey ahead of you. So it's okay if it's just money. That was mine. I needed money. But then I want you to go a bit deeper. Again, Do you have a passion for helping others? Did you go through that personal experience? For instance, for me, I have lost my dad, which when does this episode come out? Let me look real fast. Okay, so you would have already heard my behind the energy episode all about dealing with grief. And that is currently right now what I am starting to share about building a business while going through your healing journey or your grieving journey. Um, so that's my personal experience I bring into it. And then also specialize in a specific skill. I was a teacher. I know how to break things down. I have. I went to school for business as well, and I know how to build a business. I have helped many women build multiple six-figure businesses. um, And I decided I can just teach people how to do it. I don't have to keep being on the back end of it. I can be in the front and teach people my unique way of doing it. So I want you to just take some time to think about that and then consider the niche you want to focus on. Is it health and wellness coaching? Is it leadership development? Is it relationship coaching? Is it mindset and spirituality? Go ahead and do some digging on Instagram or TikTok and look at the different coaches out there, the different niches, because I thought there was only a few. I thought they were the broad examples. So like a mindset coach, a life coach, a health coach. I thought those were all the coaches, and within each of those are so many more topics, and that is getting even clearer into who you are targeting. And the whole point of that is because we want to define your niche. And to define your niche, you need to narrow your focus, making it easier to target a specific audience that will purchase your offers and will work with you and a specific person that you can help transform their life in a way that makes it better. So go ahead and take just like a few seconds to think about your why and then think of what your niche might be. And by writing this down right now, again, use the worksheet intuitiveceo.co forward slash 29. Use the worksheet and Allow yourself to just write what comes. You don't have to show this to anyone. And when you're considering your niche, it's okay if it's wrong. It's okay if you completely switch. It's This is just you at the start of your journey where you think you want to go before you actually learn about all the different pieces in there. It's okay if it's not the exact answer. So go ahead and fill that out in your worksheet. I feel like I'm back in the classroom. Okay, so if you need more time, go ahead and pause this. That was just kind of like a quick little see where you are type of uh, thing, but now we're going to get into the lesson. So you have five steps to launching this business. And the first is, like I said before, is defining your niche. This is where we're going to narrow your focus. You are going to target a specific audience. You are picking out the people who you know need this in their life. And you're going to specialize in a particular niche and position yourself as the expert. So that way, if people need help with, for instance, I'm going to use me as an example. So, for instance, if people need help building a business while also on their healing journey, they can come to me. That's what I specialize in. Yes, I can help someone who's just trying to build a business. Maybe they're not even building an online coaching business. I could do that. But in order to allow my energy to actually expand that much, I'm going to be drained, I'm physically going to be drained. My mind is not going to be able to flip from, I'm thinking of a few people around me. Someone had asked me who is a landscaper. They're like, could you help with this? I'm like, technically, yes, like I could. But my brain capacity right now, the amount of energy I am focusing in on work and career, I don't have enough to separate it into even more like categories to help you. Like I want to figure out one way and give that my all. And for that is online coaching and people who are building a business while healing and doing more of a spiritual awakening within their entire business. (laughs) So I'm able to say no to those people. Yes, I could help them get the money move on. In the long run, that's gonna like fall short. I'm eventually gonna get so tired and burnt out, I'm not gonna wanna do it. And my business won't last multiple years. So this is where the niche really comes in. You wanna tailor all your messaging down to resonate with this target audience. You want to tailor your content so you can reach your target audience and you wanna tailor your offer so you meet the needs of this target audience. And all of that comes into play through your marketing efforts. But then I want you to think about creating a unique value proposition. And a value proposition is a clear statement, almost like an elevator pitch, that explains how your coaching services solve your client's problems or improve their solution, not their solution, or improve their situation with your solution. And this, I love to use a PVT model, which is a problem vehicle transformation. So basically you have three columns. What is the problem your ideal client or your target audience is facing? And then what is the transformation is column three. So I like to start with the transformation. So let's go that way. On your worksheet, you will see <laughs> um, PVT model. And you're going to start with the T, the transformation, the third column. And what is it you are actually providing? Are you providing them freedom? Are you providing them the steps to get over this block that they're facing? What is the transformation you are selling? Like why? What are they? They're buying the steps of how to reach this transformation. But what is the overall transformation? Once you have your transformation, you can identify the problem because they want that transformation. What is keeping them from reaching that transformation right now? So go back to column one, the problem. What is in their way? Once you figure out what's in the way, you're going to build a bridge. You are going to bring the problem to the transformation. You're going to do step by step what they need to do to get from point A to point B. And I want you to keep this as simple as possible. Think of it like a three-year-old is explaining it to you. I was talking to my nephew the other day, and I was like, I have so much to do. And he was like, what do you have to do? And we were like setting up for a party. And I was like, we have this, we have this, we have this. He's like, no, Jen, like we are setting up for a party. All we have to do, we just have three things to do. I listed off like 20. And I'm like, we have way more than three things. And he's like, no, We have to get the supplies, we have to put the supplies up, and then we have to yell surprise. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. That's literally all we have to do. Yes, within each of those, there's a whole list of other steps we have to do. But I want the bird's eye view for this, for the vehicle. I want just the very basic steps. Within those steps can be tons of sub-steps because you can break them down and break them down and break them down and break them down as far as you need to based on your target audience. But right now we want the 10,000 foot level. What are three to five steps they have to take to get from the problem to the transformation? Okay. Then you can craft your value proposition. And you want to be specific and address the needs of your audience and promise a clear outcome. So I have a very simple formula for you. It's I help problem. So the problem from the PVT model, you may need to rephrase some of this to make it flow grammatically and correctly, but this is kind of where it comes from. So I help problem, target audience, verb, vehicle, To transformation. Okay, so I'm gonna give you an example. So it's gonna be like I help, what's the problem they're facing? Who are you targeting? What are you helping them do? What's the vehicle? What are the steps to what is the transformation you provide? So for instance, I came up with two examples. This one is I help busy moms reclaim their energy to get in the best shape of their lives through simple, sustainable habits. Okay, another one could be I help burnt out teachers rediscover their passion in the classroom to transition into a fulfilling career. So again, you can play around with these, you can test them out with your audience. You want to find something that truly resonates and you will know when it resonates. If it's not clicking, you just need more tweaking. Like it's okay. It's all a huge experiment and you're basically trying to crack the code in this business to figure out how to connect with that one person. There's one person out there who needs everything you are saying and you are trying your best to reach them with your messaging, with your offers, with your content. So work through your value proposition till you figure it out and trust me, you will know when you figure it out. It will just click and you can use this anywhere. This can be your Instagram bio and you can always kind of like check change it up to use keywords, but the overall message is the same. Okay. So that was step two, creating a unique value prep proposition. I always want to say preposition. (laughs) So if I did, it's supposed to be proposition. Um, So step three, you need to build an online presence. You have to become visible and visibility helps potential clients see you and it helps you get in front of them so they even know you exist because they don't know you are a thing right now. And this is how they find you. This is how they learn about your offers. This is how they build rapport and trust you. I want you to think of this as the equivalent to having a storefront, but in the digital world. So normally someone's walking down the street and they see the shops they want to go into and they go in. Your brand Your online presence is the same thing. If they see something that they like, aesthetically pleasing, okay? I know people are like, it's not about aesthetics. You have to get it out. Honestly, If someone has a pretty design, they're going to click to that profile before the other one. Like aesthetics play a huge role and you can get into the psychology of branding and the different colors that evoke different feelings and emotions when they see them. And there's a whole psychology behind brand presence. And I don't want you to like be caught up in that, but I do want you to look at it. And if you have to have a vision of your ideal client and more than likely your ideal client is who you were two to five years ago that is usually a coach's ideal client. It just so happens to always be that. Um, It doesn't have to be, but if it is, I want you to think back and what would have attracted you, what colors, what type of fonts, all of that plays into it. Don't just go with what you like. It's what your clients need and what they like and what they gravitate towards. A lot of times I see people picking branding elements and branded photos that they enjoy, but that's not targeting their actual audience and where their audience is within their journey. They're targeting a different audience that's further along in their journey. Um, so, all that comes into play. And by getting visible, and this includes with keyword research, which you can go back and listen to one of our SEO episodes or email marketing episodes, but basically how you can make sure organically you are appearing in front of your audience. And then also you can do some paid ads as well. But by having the visibility, you're able to be seen and you want to be seen. And this also helps build your credibility. And this is your professional online presence. And To do that you can have a well-designed website and active social media profiles that's all you need for credibility yes you can also go and be on podcast episodes write uh for blog write articles for different websites or be a guest blogger there's a lot of other credibility things you can do but if you are just starting out i recommend a well-designed website and an active social media profile your website doesn't have to be that complex. It needs a home page, an about page, an offers page, and a contact page. That is all. That is all you need. Four pages. Um, if you have a blog or a podcast, you could add that as a page. And I recommend using WordPress because it's the best with search engine optimization to get you ranking on Google. And you can use one of their pre-made templates. I personally love ShowIt. And that is a membership, like a monthly um, bill, basically. Not a membership, but like a monthly bill um, to have that platform. And they have a lot of pre-made ones too. And other people make templates you can use. Again, you don't have to get super fancy at the beginning. You, I would just use one of the free templates, even just on WordPress. Okay. So many people are like, you don't need a website. You need a website. You need a website because you need to claim space in the digital world that is yours, not someone else's. Having a social media profile like Instagram or TikTok, you are under Instagram and TikTok. It's not your own place, okay? You need your own place. (laughs) You are a business. You need your own place. A Facebook page is not your own place. You need your own domain and your own place, okay? Simple as that. And then create social media accounts. And this can be Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, threads, Facebook. It goes on and on. But I want you to only pick the ones that are relevant to your niche and where your target audience is. If your target audience is not on LinkedIn, do not focus on building a LinkedIn social account right now. Yes, maybe down the road you might be like, yeah, I can handle it now. Let me bring it in at the start of your business. Only focus on where your ideal client is. I recommend starting on Instagram, bringing in TikTok, and then bringing in Pinterest. That is if you are like brand, brand new. That would be my suggestion. And You want to place, you want to pick places where you can share valuable content, engage with your audience and establish yourself as an authority figure and show up consistently. And that is the key word. Right now, like I know I could be on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, I could be on it all. Like I know I could build the strategy and do it, but I know physically I can't do that output. Like I don't have that amount of time in my days to add that. And I know the conversion over on Facebook is not going to be as high as it is on Instagram if that is where I'm putting all my stuff. So you need to look at your business as a whole and see where your target audience is and where your highest conversions are and pour into those until those are up and running so well that it's like you don't even have to do any work. Like you have all the systems and processes done that it is just like on automation and then you can start bringing in more. Don't try to bring them all in. Bring in what you can consistently show up in and consistently show up does not mean showing up every day. It means picking a schedule and showing up that amount. If it is Instagram three times a week and you can consistently every week post three times, that's your consistency on Instagram. And maybe you have a goal that you do want to post every day and build up that consistency. And then once it's up to there, maybe you'll bring in TikTok. That's a great goal. And that is something to look at instead of overwhelming yourself. Okay. So you build your brand um, online, your online presence. And now you need to develop a pricing strategy. There are a few different types of pricing strategies. One is value-based pricing, and this is basically where you value your offer to your clients. So how much this offer really goes for and the value of it, and then what transformation and results they could expect from it. And looking at the pricing, it should reflect the worth of that transformation. So if you are telling someone you are transforming them in seven days to, or here, I like this example better. I was explaining this to a client the other day. Really what you need is one transformation. We're going to get into this in a completely different episode, but you need one transformation and you can make a million different offers with that one transformation. So let's say you are doing this transformation of shadow work. You are helping someone get through this specific piece of their shadow self Maybe it's healing your inner child, okay? You can create the framework, the PVT model, the problem they are facing, the three to five steps they need to take to reach the transformation, okay? You can create that, and then you can present that in different ways. You can present that in a three-month one-on-one program. You can present it in a eight-week group program you can present it in a one-week retreat it's the same transformation it's just how in depth and in detail and how fast the transformation happens all of it's the same thing you are just deciding the duration that it takes for them to get to that transformation and you might be like well Jen if I can make it happen in a week why don't I always do that Maybe your target audience can't afford weekly retreats, like maybe going on a retreat because that has a lot more logistics. You have to pay for the place you're staying, the food, all the activities you're doing, all that prep work and any materials you need. All of that goes into the cost and maybe that cost is too high for your target audience right now. So providing a one week transformation isn't ideal. Maybe they are more so in the round of the three month because it could be... Less payment, less of an amount of a payment for each month. You can kind of split it out for the three months to make it more affordable for them. Again, it all depends on your ideal client and your target audience and where they are at. And if you don't know where they're at, then you do not know your target audience enough and you need to go deeper. You need to go deeper. You need to figure all that out because that goes into the pricing. So, you can do that through market research, start looking at competitors, start looking at clients who you think might be a match and just figure out their lifestyle and build these characters off of them. And that is who you are targeting because you want to avoid underpricing, but you also want to avoid overpricing. So if it's too much, they just can't do it. They can't do it. And then they they don't get the help and you don't get the money and you're going nowhere. We kind of touched on this with the retreats, but the costs associated with this offer. Um, This can be anything overhead, marketing, and your desired income. So if you're doing a course or a membership and you're using something like Kajabi, you are paying for that platform. The cheapest version, I believe, is $149 a month. You need to make sure that is within your pricing, that the people that are paying you that are covering that cost. You are not paying for that. On the side, okay, and then you also need to know how much money you need to make. So, say you're bringing in a thousand dollars into your business, just for easy numbers. How much of it is going back into the expenses? How much are you saving to reinvest? And how much goes to you to be paid? Okay, It's not just because you make in $1,000 does not mean you get a $1,000 paycheck. There are other places that money goes as well. And if you're not currently doing that, you need to relook at your finances within your business. You also need to... Your pricing, like I said, should cover all the costs of the overhead and marketing and your desired income. But you also want to leave room for profit um, so you can reinvest and go even bigger with your business. Um, If you have room for profit, you eventually could hire someone on that can take away some of the tasks that you are doing so you can pour deeper into your offers and your content. Um, So there's a lot of different things that go into that. But you also, like I was saying, want to consider your target audience. What is their price point? Financially, what can they afford without going into debt? Because we are not here to put people in debt. If they can't afford you, they can't afford you. And you offer free resources and content that they can use until they are able to afford you. So I don't want you to undervalue what you have because you think they can't afford you. I need you to figure out who you are targeting, what they can currently afford, and what transformation can you provide at that level. So, do not be providing this like ten thousand dollar transformation for two hundred dollars because you know they can't afford ten thousand. You need to break that ten thousand back so it is only at the two hundred level. Like, you need to. It's a lot of like in and out of figuring out what the value is of your offer but it does eventually all work out. And then you want to be good with competitive pricing. And this goes back into your market research. You want to know, um, you want to strike a good balance between offering value while being competitive because your potential clients are going to compare your services to others in the market. And honestly, they might not necessarily even know Um, too much about who to compare you to and so it might be an even broader market that they're comparing but they should see that the value you provide is amazing for the price you have it at because if your prices are too low people start to doubt the quality or the effectiveness of your coaching they're like well if i'm already going to be putting in this much money i'd rather put in a couple hundred more and like get the better one But then on the other hand, if your prices are too high, you might discourage your potential clients to actually seek your services because it's just too far out of reach for them. And then we have the last step of building your business, and that is the marketing and client acquisition and your coaching business's success. Listen to this one hinges on your ability to reach your potential clients effectively. Like I said before, it is like a game, an experiment. you are doing everything you can to unlock that one client that you need that they need you and they need the transformation. You are focusing on how to con like con- concise to say it concisely. Um, I want to say like conduce and that's not the right word, but condense, condense. there we go. You want to condense your messaging into the simplest form so it fully resonates and clicks with your audience. Marketing is the engine that drives clients to your coaching services. So if you are currently not marketing, you are not driving clients. You need to be able to promote your business, engage with your audience and convert potential clients into actual paying clients. And effective marketing not only increases your visibility as a business, but it also helps build that trust, that rapport, the credibility with your target audience so they know that what you have is valuable. So there are a few different ways. If you're like, I don't do any marketing, I'm sure you do some. So let me just explain the different ways. There's content marketing. So if you create valuable content that showcases your expertise and it helps your potential clients, that is content marketing. This can include blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, and even social media content can fall under content marketing. But a lot of times with content marketing, we want more of a long form. You should have at least one long form of content within your business, whether that is blog posts, podcasts, videos. I want you to pick one of those. And then we also have the social media marketing. So social media content can fall under the content marketing, but there is also a specific social media marketing bucket. And this utilizes platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all those that we listed before, and it helps you connect on a more direct level with your audience. And it's an excellent way to engage and interact with potential clients and find new leads that you can eventually put into a sales funnel to convert over to your programs. There's also email marketing, which you know I love a good email marketing campaign. Um, And this helps you build and nurture a list of potential clients that belong to you through email. This allows you to deliver valuable content, updates, and even special offers or sales that you're having directly to their inboxes knowing they are seeing it because you can post a sale on Instagram, but it does not guarantee it gets right in front of them every single time. There are times I go to like a friend's Instagram and I'm like, how did I miss their last three posts? Like it never popped up on my feed. Um, So email marketing helps you get front and center with your client. There's also networking, which... Is an amazing piece of online business. Um, I overlooked it for so long, but connecting with others, whether they're peers or other professionals and even potential clients through networking events, conferences, or online communities. Um, by going on retreats, I've done networking and joining different masterminds have also like helped me with networking. And networking is not necessarily just for converting people to be your client. I actually think I view it completely different. I view it as people I can partner with or collaborate with and we kind of blend our audiences together. So if their audience needs help with business building, they can come to me. If my audience needs help with this certain type of coaching, they can go to them and it just kind of creates this nice flow and people are able to refer and collaborate together. And then there is search engine optimization, which if you did not listen to that episode yet, please go back and listen to it. This is all about optimizing your website and even social media to appear first in search engines and algorithms. When someone searches for a coach in your niche, you want to be the one that shows up and you want to have all that content there to show them that you know what you're talking about and they're like, I just need the the exact one, two, three step. Then there's paid advertising. I don't want to get too deep into paid advertising because I think there's enough resources out there for organic traffic. Obviously, paid advertising has its time in place. Um, but if you are using platforms like Google Ads or social media advertising, you can end up reaching an even broader audience to help them trickle through your sales funnel. Another great marketing is webinars and workshops or master classes, hosting online events, or even in-person events too, to showcase your expertise and offer a taste of what potential clients can expect working with you. Some great ones I have seen are um, like meditations or embodiment sessions. I've seen a few of like vision boards or working through a coaching problem type of thing. Uh, there's a lot of different types of webinars and classes. And basically it's just like this free little thing someone can go to and watch and they can be live. They can also be pre-recorded. So you can kind of think of it how you want. But I want you to remember that marketing isn't just shouting out into the void of this digital world. It's about crafting a strategy that resonates with your target audience. it's about understanding your client's needs, their pain points, and their desires so you can then tailor your marketing efforts to address them and help them. Um, Just a quick little plug, if you need more help with your strategy, I have just opened up a few slots for Strategize for the month of November and December. You can pre-book December right now. And this is great if you want to get ahead with planning your content for quarter one of 2024. You can go to intuitiveceo.co forward slash strategize to learn more. But basically, we go through everything. We figure out your goals and set some KPIs. We create a sales funnel and a marketing funnel. And then we build out the content and do keyword research and get you all set up so you are good to go so you can get in front of your ideal client. But, anyways, back to the episode. We are now going to do a bit of guided practice. So there will be times where I am silent and I will have music playing. Feel free to pause it if you need more time, but this is really a reflection piece where you are doing the writing. So you need that worksheet definitely pulled up at this point, again, intuitiveceo.co forward slash 29. And let's get started. So on this worksheet, let me actually pull this worksheet up so I can see it with you. Now that you have the worksheet pulled up, we're going to start with step one, define your niche. So you're going to start with the critical task of defining your niche. And I want you to remember your niche is your specialty within the coaching world. It's the area where you have expertise and can make a real impact. So you're going to take the next few minutes to reflect on your niche and what you want to focus on. I need you to write that down. What motivated you to choose this niche, And I want you to think about the specific issues or challenges your future clients may face with it. Um, This can be bulleted or it can just be like typed. um, What's it called? Just like a flowing like paragraph style. However you need to get it out. I personally, and then I'll be quiet so you can work, Um, I personally like to do bullet points and then reread it and go back through. I try to like brain dump, get everything out of my brain immediately, and then I go back and make it make sense. So you decide what you want. to create a unique value proposition. And your value proposition is your unique selling point. It's what sets you apart from other coaches out there. So you're going to take a moment to think about what makes your coaching approach so special. Like, why should they pick you? What unique value do you bring to your clients? How can your coaching services transform their lives? So go ahead and jot down some ideas that highlight what makes your coaching truly exceptional. to build your online presence. So your website and social media profiles are your digital business cards. They introduce you to potential clients and provide them with information about your coaching services. So if you haven't already, I want you to consider what platforms you'll use for your online presence and what content you wanna feature. These digital spaces should reflect your niche and your unique value proposition. So all of you better write website and then, you can decide what social platforms based on where your target audience is and what you consistently can show up as and you can have this is my current uh platform and this is my goal where i want to be um, but be honest about what you can do and i really need you to think especially if you're not full time in your business and you are still working another job how much time a week can you put in to your business and how much time does each platform require and do you have that time constraint so don't overdo it don't stress yourself out it's okay Step four, developing a pricing strategy. So pricing, like we said, can be a challenging aspect of actually launching your coaching business. Um, You wanna set a price that reflects your expertise and the value you offer while remaining competitive within the market. Again, if you're too low, that's not that great. And if you're too high, that's not that great. You need the sweet spot. So take a moment to think about your pricing. How will you determine the cost of your coaching services? Will you offer different packages or payment plans? These are crucial to think about because sometimes you're like, yeah, I can give them payment plans and then you don't specify how many months. And maybe if they had paid in full, that was how much you were expecting, but now your monthly recurring revenue is lower than you thought it was going to be. So you really need to weigh it out and see with your finances what it needs to be. lastly, marketing and client acquisition. So as we mentioned earlier, marketing is a fundamental part of your coaching business and you'll use it to attract potential clients, showcase your value and ultimately convert them into paying clients. You want them to convert. That is the whole point. So I want you to think about the marketing strategies we discussed earlier, which ones resonate with you the most and how will you implement these strategies to reach your target audience? Are you going to be doing masterclasses? Are you going to be having a lead magnet? Are you going to be like with email marketing? Are you going to be doing social media marketing, content creation? What are you doing to get yourself out there so you can become visible in the online space? a great starting point right now. And for homework, because we're going to be doing homework during these next few weeks, I want you to just clarify each step. So defining your niche, I want you to spend some time reflecting on what the chosen niche was that you picked. I want you to write a detailed description of your niche, including the specific challenges or goals your clients have within that niche. Okay. Then I want you to craft your value proposition statement that clearly communicates the benefits of your coaching services. So the I help problem target audience verb vehicle to transition that whole flow, I need you to fill that out. And then building your online presence, start with a website, find a free template on WordPress you can use, and then also figure out Um, what platforms for social marketing you're using and start building out those those platforms. And then draft a pricing strategy. You already have in your head the program you wanna offer, I know you do. So go with that one and figure out how much people are charging um, for programs like yours and then figure out what feels good for you and what you actually need to make for it to be considered successful for you to be able to go all in on this business. And then I want you to plan your marketing approach. I want you to create a rough marketing outline, identify the specific marketing strategies and channels you will use to reach your potential clients. And I want you to consider the resources you're going to need and some initial goals with your marketing efforts. And again, if you need help with any of that, definitely reach out to me at intuitiveceo.co on Instagram. And I can help you with Strategize um which like i mentioned before helps you do all this planning. And so we can plan out quarter 1 of 2024 if you are interested. Um i am so excited. I have a few spots that opened up, so definitely reach out to me before they fill up. Uh they had filled up all last month, but I'm open right now. They can come in, you can come in, you can get some help. Um okay, well, i want you to remember that building a successful coaching business is a journey. is a journey that involves ongoing growth and adaptation. And I'm not just saying that because that's what everyone says, but honestly, I believe creating your own business is the ultimate healing journey. You are faced with all these new triggers and all these different subconscious patterns that are playing on repeat in your mind, and you're starting to deconstruct them and rebuild them there's a lot going on and it's okay if things change and it's okay if you change your mind. So like I said, you picked a niche at the beginning of this episode. Maybe by the end, you picked a completely different one. Or maybe for your homework, as you go in and do some reflection on it, you're like, that is not what I want to do. I cannot sit here talking about this every single day. That's fine. This is a business you are building for the long term. You want it to be something you are excited to do. You are passionate to do. Don't just pick something because you think it will make the most money. I promise you, whichever one you pick, I will hold your hand and we will get through it and we will make you money. You just need to be super clear at what it is your soul is craving you to create. Okay, stay focused, stay committed, and stay passionate because the transformation you are about to bring to these clients is needed, and this world needs it, and you are currently taking the right steps to set yourself up for success, so I am so proud of you, and I can't wait for the rest of these episodes. Um, So that is pretty much it. That is it. Not pretty much. That is it for this episode. If you enjoyed, please share it on Instagram, and I will talk to you guys on Friday with another Behind the Energy episode. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you soon. Bye. That's a wrap for today's episode of embracing your energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at JenMurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.